Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So instead, it's taking us 18 hours and three flights to get there. Wow. Yeah. In bed, because we didn't have like a, an easy area, so he was in bed eating a Thai green curry at half yeah. six in the morning. Any of Marcus's enemies listening to this? Yeah. You want to spike his drink with lime squash and passata? Welcome to this week's episode. I hope you're having a lovely morning or afternoon. It's about 21 degrees here. It's the 21st of June. And this week I'm going to be talking with Tom Morton and Marcus King. Um, Tom, would you like to introduce yourself? What are you studying? Uh, hello, I'm uh, Tom. I'm <laughs> studying uh, sports science. He always gets a, um, always gets a good reaction there. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Nervous, nervous as Marcus is. Yeah, absolutely. What's your, what's your heart rate, Marcus? Uh, my heart rate's about. <laughs> it's pretty high. It's about one fifteen. So Marcus is currently on a light jog. Um, they both got a pint of milk as well. <laughs> Half a pint, right? Yeah, and yeah. some water. The first yeah. impression is they're both milk boys. Um, Marcus, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. What you're uh, studying? Uh, hi, I'm Marcus. Um, I do economics, but I really wish I did it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, 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 a poor call, but... <laughs> um, I think hateful is the word. Yeah, it really is, it. yeah. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> Sorry, my heart rate's gone up to 141 now. But I'm having a year out in industry next year, just so I can have a break from doing it. Yeah, Tom's also going to have a year out. You, where are you going, Tom? Uh, so I'm going to New Zealand, or similar to Marcus, I would say, they go through a lot of periods of hating my degree. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that about you guys. Really, yeah, we... I've had you both get really good marks actually. We, we do alright, yeah. Tom does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's too late to drop out now, yeah. isn't it? I always think that. Yes, absolutely. There's no going back now, we're in far too deep. We're halfway um, through. Yeah. So we're both on, all of us actually, we're all on a four year course, um, which means, yeah, some of our friends will graduate next year, which is sad. Never see them again, yeah. Say goodbye yeah. to a lot of people. Do you yeah. hope um, some people might visit you in New Zealand, Tom, or do you think it's a bit too far away? Marcus has actually promised to come oh. visit me, but. A lot of people say that. I always offer, oh yeah, come visit, come visit me. And they look at the flights and they're, yeah, they're over a thousand pounds. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't realise. So once so, you're there, you're staying there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missing Christmas. Well, not anymore actually, because I'm not going to January, because can't actually go because oh. of coronavirus. Yeah, even now. So annoying. Things, things I thought that would be up. over. But yeah. I'm guessing being there, it won't be Christmas, it'll be what, summer? Uh, yeah, because it's always reversed, isn't it? Their, their terms are very different there. So it starts in January and then finishes in... 
June, I think, and then I'll just stay there and travel around the rest of New Zealand till October, and then come back here and see all you lot here. Tell oh. everyone about your travels, annoying everyone in Durham, that's what I plan on doing in February, when yeah. everyone's working, yeah. doing their dissertation. <laughs> God, that's going to be a weird experience, everyone, yeah, come back and people will literally yeah. be finished with uni, having to get actual jobs. I'll be jealous of the photos where everyone's graduated. But talking of New Zealand, this is the main thing I wanted to talk to Tom and Marcus about today because they're both very keen travel enthusiasts and also big sporting athletes. Well, <laughs> don't think I've actually properly spoke to. As in height wise, or <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've been on a few travels together. But I want to start at the very beginning and ask you guys what your earliest travel childhood memory would be Tom do you have any ideas there's, there's one one that instantly comes to mind it's not a particularly interesting one but it was going skiing with my family and my brother being awful at it and being banned from the lift and him climbing up the hill wow. himself and then just getting like I wouldn't even call it skiing down literally sat down just completely out of control flying down this flying down the oh ski run after being banned from going up the lift just yeah because I swear no one ever walks up the yeah it's, you know, with the massive ski boots on it's not it's not the easiest thing in the world to do but so does this tell me that your family are all very sporting it's yeah it's usually uh, it's it's never a sit at a beach holiday it's often a it's kind action of a, adventure kind of thing yeah thing. climbing well like three weeks ago I was in America with my brothers doing pretty much the exact same thing bit of skiing yeah. bit of hiking so whereabouts in America were you? I was in Colorado. Nice. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. My uncle actually lives there, which was pretty cool. But it was hard work. The altitude, not yeah. built for that. I'm was that give you altitude sickness? I was, I was very sick. I was, I was gravely ill, as, as I am now, but, but worse. I was throwing up, was, I couldn't eat anything. Oh no. So what do you do in those scenarios? Is there a tablet you can take? Or? Um, you can buy oxygen, but it's really expensive. <laughs> you can actually buy, in the shops there, you can buy... Oh. Big oxygen canisters. I didn't even knew that. Wow. Yeah, but we didn't have any. Yeah, it was really expensive. So, have you been to America quite a few times? Uh, only twice actually. That was the second time I've been. It was a, uh, it's a strange place, America. It's a strange place. It's a strange place. It's, I don't know. You have to go there. Mm. Would recommend to, uh, to all the all these so listeners you... go to uh, go to America. Don't take my word for it. Go there. You might hate it, but you have to go there. And would you recommend Colorado? I would recommend Colorado if you like if you like the outdoors. Go okay. to Colorado. It's uh, everywhere you look. There's a Patagonia. There's a Patagonia puffer on. There's some hiking boots. You can go skiing. Go climbing. So would you say you're quite a pro skier now? A pro skier? Yeah, pro Definitely skier. not. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. I could get by. Did you go on the ski trip? I did. Marcus didn't. Marcus. Uh, no, no. I, I was going skiing. Um, I was going skiing with my girlfriend in Switzerland. So ex girlfriend. Yeah, ex girlfriend. No. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. Cheers, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, same question for you, Marcus. Do you have an early childhood travel memory somewhere your family have been every year, or? Um, so similar to Tom, we've never had any sit down at the beach holidays because we. Uh, well, I think the way my family relaxes to go and um, go and explore some cities or go on day trips and go out hiking. But um, we've been to Australia and uh, I've, I've got a, some really fond memories of there because we've got some family out there. Um, and the thing that really always used to worry me about Australia are all of the, the bugs and all the snakes that you have everywhere. Yeah. Because um, one of my aunties that lives out there, she's a big nature enthusiast. Uh, so she almost invites the nature into her house, which as an English person, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really quite scary. Um, so yeah, could you talk to us about some of the things that you've seen in yeah, the house. Yeah, absolutely. So I was outside playing cricket with some of my some of my cousins, 
And then um, my auntie Julia called us into the house and said, oh, I've got something to show you. And then there was this um, huge, scary spider. And then uh, my sister and I were really scared. And she was like, um, it's, it's nothing to worry about if you get bitten. Like, it, mm. You're going to be fine. And then I said, oh, well, will it kill you? He said, well, if, if you didn't go to the hospital, yes, it would. But, but you'd be okay. Uh, and, and said it really matter-of-factly. But, uh, How old yeah. were you when you... Uh, I was 11, I think. Um, but by far the, the scariest moment we had out there was um, my sister was walking ahead with one of our cousins and there was this huge brown snake um, that slithered in front of the path. I only managed to catch a glimpse of it, but my sister was standing there kind of looking at it really close to it. And then all my Australian cousins came running back screaming and crying because these things are quite oh aggressive. Um, but yeah, it, it was a real like kind of culture shock of the, yeah. the, the way that these people deal with um, animals that can kill you. I wouldn't be surprised if you came back from that having arachnophobia. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Or the equivalent yeah. of the snakes, I'm not sure what that is, if anyone knows. Sneaker, sneakerphobia. Sneakerphobia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Has it put you off travelling there or do you still. Um, absolutely not if anything it helped me always like conquer my fear of spiders because I, I used to hate them even in this country just I don't know why I think it was I don't know because they look a bit weird so, so your dad leaves them everywhere <laughs> yeah his dad yeah, leaves spiders everywhere he does yeah, yeah yeah for Halloween this year he sent me up a, um, an envelope full of plastic spiders it's like an ongoing joke we have so I don't know when that started things. yeah absolutely um, I don't like them either if there's a dad long legs in the corner of the room I will like get a cup and it's got to go yeah. I don't know why. At least, at least you're not killing it. Yeah, we hate we hate cruelty, so Yeah. Try not vacuuming them up, obviously that's not the best, but yeah. sorry to any of the vegans out there. <laughs> but um so yeah, that's your early childhood, so kind of different continents. Got Australia and a bit of America. So where did you go skiing, Tom? Uh that was in France initially. In France. Yeah. It's where we usually go in the three valleys if anyone's been there. It's a nice place. Um, I've never been skiing, but I've really always wanted to go. Really, would recommend ski trip. This, oh no, she's not here. Yeah, so I was signed up for the first year and then yeah. cancelled that. Yeah, because yeah, it didn't happen to it. Yeah, me and yeah. Anna Gallagher girl were going to go. Uh, and Rowan McKay. Really? Oh. Yeah. Would have been you'd have been there with us. Yeah. All the girls would have been. Well, mind you, I would have been at the beginner slope, whatever that is. The bunny hill, the bunny slopes. It's called the bunny hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, could you tell us about your? like most recent trip together have you you've been on a couple together haven't you yeah 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 um, mark says usually the architect's one of them he'll go right we're going here and then if i say yes he just books everything yeah really yeah absolutely so the last one we went on was with dom and james we went to um uh, on a bit of an eastern european tour because uh well i really like eastern europe i think i think we all do really it's a great place it really is because uh, it's so cheap and, and there are so many places there like almost hidden gems, mm. um, yeah, diamond in the roughs as well. Um, yeah, so so we went to Budapest for a few days. Um, it was pretty wild. It, it was pretty wild. Yeah, <laughs> we went. We went on. We went on a single night out. A single that night was out. enough, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one or two drinks and then two. I think it was two. Yeah, <laughs> and then as soon as the, the clock struck eleven, it was it was time for bed. Yeah. So why was Budapest so wild? Was there just loads of people? It was, it was like, I don't know, it was a weird, it's very different to Durham clubbing. It wasn't even clubbing, it was just the bar we went to, it was just, yeah. it's like nothing I've been to before, so obviously, it's only 21, mm-hmm. haven't been to that many places, coronavirus, I mean, everyone's been closed for a couple of years anyway, so yeah. there's not actually that many bars. So you're both 21, aren't you? Uh, I'm 20. When's your birthday, Martin? Uh, it was in April, yeah. yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> just with that, <laughs> it's that gene. Um, so the boys at Durham University also went on a rugby tour to Budapest, and I've heard that was also quite wild. Yeah, I think theirs was. I think theirs was very different to ours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We spent a lot of the time. I don't know. We were getting up six o'clock. Go walking around the city, yeah. went to Walk, walking and scooting. Because the great thing about Eastern <laughs> Europe is that, is that they have these bolt scooters. Other brands are available yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, all over the cities, and um, they're really cheap and affordable. You can, you can just uh, download the app, scan it, hop on. Actually, paying you. Yeah, is not an advertisement. Use Marcus's Marcus fifteen for fifteen percent off. They're a really great way of just traveling around. There's the only ones I've been on. There's been on a couple in Liverpool and Newcastle, but it's obviously not the same sites you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, but still, still pretty good. So, what did you discover at your six a.m. walks in Budapest? Uh, well, well, Budapest is obviously quite a big place, and it's split into two halves. You've got Buda, I think, which is the Roman side, and yeah. Pest, which is the um, the non-Roman side. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very different. We went, yeah, scooting all around, all around there. <laughs> yeah, I remember crashing a few times on oh, the scooter when I was trying to take a video. Ran over some babushkas. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And some yeah. close calls on the scooter. So, yeah. is that the common thing for tourists to do, to scoot around? It's a common <laughs> thing for us it's to do. It's a thing for Marcus <laughs> to do, and he guns for all of us to do it as well. But yeah. it's, it is a good way to see the... Uh, that's amazing. So, Marcus, I know that you have a goal in mind. Is it to travel? Yeah, I'd like to travel to every single European country. Um, I think because we're quite fortunate at being in the UK that we can just hop anywhere, um, pretty much, uh, and go and explore loads of places. And if you do it right and uh, at the right time of year, you can do it really affordably. And I'd say I'm maybe two thirds there. Um, wow. Yeah, I've still got a lot of the Balkans to explore. Um, but Tom and I are, are going um, going to Romania for a day on the way to somewhere else. When when is this taking place? Uh, so we're going in about a month's time actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom and I are going to Jordan. Um, so a, a, another good way to really cut costs that I find <laughs> is to fly the most like, oh, indirect the route. Worst flights possible. They are the worst flights. So, so you're going to Jordan. Yeah, we're going to Jordan, and a direct flight would take us uh, about five hours, but they are like really expensive. I think five six hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So instead, it's taking us eighteen hours and three flights to get there. Wow. Yeah. See, I'd expect that for Australia, but not for Jordan. Yeah, you can, I think you could get to Australia in that time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So it's stopping off at Romania. Yeah. So we go from um, Stansted to Milan. Oh, was East Midlands oh. Airport? Or, no, Stansted. Oh, we get back to East Midlands. Yeah, that one well airport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we go to Milan, uh, and not even the interesting Milan one. It's the one that's that's miles. Yeah, the cheap Ryanair Milan that we get into at one a.m. I think it is. Yeah, and then we leave at I think six or seven a.m. the next morning to fly from Milan to Bucharest in Romania. Then we get to spend the afternoon there. So we'll go out, probably have a quick scoot. Um, <laughs> see some of the sites and then some of my ancestors your ancestors yeah, yeah. where are your ancestors um, one eighth one eighth Romanian oh wow so I think I've got some Romanian friends we can go and uh, give us I don't know them personally but they're about to get to know us so that yeah. Could, yeah that's yeah. really cool because you yeah. know it's normally like the common thing here is of course Irish but yeah. that's me yeah um, but an eighth Romanian I know yeah mm. a bit of a I don't quite know what the link is it's my mum's side Mr Worldwide they call you yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it is a Romance language. Um, really? There. So Romanian? Do you know any Romanian? No. Dragon Stunny Day. Is, I don't know what that means. It's from the song. Um, yeah, you, nice. you recognise the song. It's by Ozone. Oh, You'd okay. recognise it. If you, yeah. I'm just thinking, do you know any 
you know, French or Spanish that could help you, maybe there, a bit of Iranian. Um, well, Tom knows a bit of French. Yeah. Well, if you count level one French, level one French. a bit of French. Yeah, yeah. Petit peu. I speak a bit of GCSE German as well. So between really, us, you never bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> never bring that up. No. I never bring up the full marks in speaking either. But no, you'll, you'll never really? even mention that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really That's humble really about impressive. stuff like that. <laughs> no, it is though, because I think speaking exams are really hard. Yeah. yeah, it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life, the French speaking exam that I did this year. Suddenly you just have a brain fog and you can't yeah. think of anything. Same yeah. as for experience because I do languages and yeah. it still happens now, which is a bit yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Um, so you've got a few hours in Milan. Yeah, I've got a few hours in Milan, but I think that will mainly just be trying to find a bench in the airport yeah. and trying to sleep for a bit. Oh, I hope they don't close the airport as well overnight. Yeah. They, there's yeah, some certain hours that they close and we're on the street. We're <laughs> on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And do you think you'll avoid all the train strikes that's going on right now? Because it's an immense time. Um, yeah, I think we should be so. okay. We'll, yeah, always we're screwed. We'll probably cross that bridge when we, when we get to it. But yeah. yeah, book first, ask questions later. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you book the flights, that's all yeah, you need. Yeah, everything else just works itself yeah. out. So, is there a flight company that you'd recommend for these cheap flights? Well, it's, it's got to be Ryanair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I always prefer Ryanair to Wizz Air. I just don't like the Wizz Air. Uh, the leg room is really. I had, I didn't have. I had quite a good experience of Wizard. Yeah, because was yeah, was not a fan. Yeah. I've travelled on Ryanair before, and the landing sometimes is a bit ropey. Absolutely, <laughs> I always find with Ryanair, you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. though. You, you, you get nothing for free. Well, you, uh, you manage. Well, yes, manages to smuggle on a bag. How? And mind me, on a, it's probably the size of. The size of a small mini fridge. It, it, is, it is a huge bag. Yeah. Um, How do you smuggle that on if you've not paid for? Uh, so see, so you, you, just, you just walk on with confidence. Uh, I've never been stopped yet. I reckon I've taken it on maybe. Because yeah, you'd have to pay, Ten. what, like 60 quid to get that <coughs> Loads. Yeah, loads. Because um, even though it's meant to be a small bag that fits under your seat, it, 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 sometimes I really had to shove it in because it almost doesn't fit in the overhead parts. Oh, no. It's that big. At that point, it's suitcase level. So yeah. It really is. I'm and looking it, at the bag right now and it is, it's looking like a hefty sports bag. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, massive. It's huge. It's, it's mild swimming bag. It's literage maybe. This could be... It's going to be 45 litres. Yeah, so it's, it's big. Yeah. So do you two have any plans? Why was Jordan picked? <laughs> Good question, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I was just looking at the map because um, I've got a couple of world maps around in my room and I, I wanted to go somewhere in the Middle East to really, really like, get involved in a very different culture. Um, and I think Jordan's is, I think, the most travel-friendly. And yeah. we, we, had, we had a week's window to do it in. Because initially I wanted to go somewhere like Iran or Saudi Arabia to really just go wow. into the most anti-Western place. Um, but I think the visas are really expensive. Yeah, and so Jordan, it's what, 50 quid visa? Which yeah, seems... yeah, yeah. And is that all sorted or do you need to arrange that? Uh, we need to arrange that, but yeah. it, it's, it's just a few, cl- a few clicks of a button yeah. and, then, and then you're all good to go. It's, seems just like a money-making scheme from them. But yeah, absolutely. If you just yeah. factor that in with the flights, it's not so bad. And it's mm-hmm. fairly cheap to get us how much for the flight. I mean, we could have got it much cheaper if we'd have booked further in advance. Yeah, yeah, I think if we booked early enough, it was 74, and that was still for three flights there, two flights on the way back. But oh, we got wow. it for, I think, 150 each or something yeah, like that, which that is, is a, a Mary's ball and, and a half. Yeah, Mary's, yeah. so yeah. our yeah. college, uh, we're all at St. Mary's, and the ball tickets were £80. Yeah, and when you think mm-hmm. about like that, it's quite cheap to go away because a lot of people yeah. will say, "Oh, it's really expensive to go away." But if you're prepared to spend yeah. eighty-five pounds to go one night on a ball, and then plus yeah. buying drinks there, just for one night, you're spending a exactly. hundred pounds, or you can get a week's holiday to Jordan, which is, I know what you probably get more out of. 
better I experience. I mean, different people want different things, but I'd so, rather spend my money on something like that. Definitely. Yeah. And you've also been to Hungary together. Yeah, and so um, on our on our trip over Easter, we went from Hungary, then we went to uh, to Riga. Uh, I was quite surprised there was a flight from Budapest to Riga yeah, in, in Latvia. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. never heard of anyone going to Latvia before. Really? Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth visiting. I re- Riga's probably one of the yeah. one of the favourite cities I've actually been to. It was, it was gorgeous. Meza Parks in Riga as Meza well. Meza Parks, yeah. It's like this big kind of centre park style nice. just outside a bit, it was a big frozen lake, lake we could walk over it was a nice cafe mm. with kind of deck chairs bean bags hammocks set up it was, yeah. it was pretty idyllic really we managed nice. to walk on a frozen lake as well yeah and then yeah. Got, yeah, they got shouted out to get off yeah. I'm not but, surprised but also if you want to see some, some photos of this if you go on Instagram Mary's <laughs> underscore rounders uh, we've got loads of loads of our saved <laughs> Instagram stories always getting there. the plug yeah. This, yeah this is the first plug of the episode yeah <laughs> That might as well be that might as well be a travel account for. It's very much. There's not really much around us to do of it anymore. It no. just became our account that we use for posting. Oh, you need to document like. it. Exactly, it's a good way yeah, to. And it people, really is. Apparently, people said they enjoy seeing it. Yeah. Well, at I least did. I assume people do. Yeah. No one's actually mentioned specifically they enjoy seeing it. But, I don't know. It's yeah. brighter than my holidays when I've just been in the UK because I haven't travelled this year except I went to Milan for three days for work. Um, yeah, it was my first time in Italy. And I would recommend, but the thing is, you guys won't have that one there. No. Yeah. What was, what was the work? Um, so it's fallen through now. Yeah. But um, it was um, an internship for, I think, was it customer service in a shoe company? Oh. Which is quite Italian. Yeah. Um, all handmade shoes. Yeah, it would have been an interesting experience, but now I'm going to study in the Abruzzo region, if you know where that is. No. Yeti. Um, so it's like I want to say two hours from Rome but the other side so it's the east coast nice Um, so yeah could you tell me the next question this is one that I'm really keen for is there an interesting food that you've had in one of these countries I'd be keen to know about Latvia Um, Mm. you know a special dish that you've had that really stands out for you that you've really enjoyed or you really hated that you've just never had before you've never tried before yeah well um, a a lot of the food in Eastern Europe is based on (laughs) Pork and potatoes, so and there's not much if you're a vegetarian. But uh, when we were in Ukraine last year, they had some really nice borscht, which is like a soup which has got all kinds of things in. Mm. It's just pretty much everything, Uh, and it's really really tasty. Uh, I think it's it's quite quite healthy as well. um, So it's like a broth consistency. Yeah, it is. It's it's got like lumps of potatoes in, some tomatoes, a bit of meat as well, I think. But I think my favourite thing that I've had recently was. Uh, in Lithuania, they have a like a, a beetroot soup kind of thing. It, it's a called like pink soup. It, it's it's cold, and they use all parts of the beet. So they have the shavings of the skin. I think oh. that are in the actual soup in in the soup, and yeah, it's just water mixed with different beets, that's and, and that's really nice um, and really popular over there as well. And, really? Yeah, yeah, I think quite authentic. Yeah, no, it sounds it. I've not heard of. This special pink soup before. Yeah. I would be keen to try. So is it hard for you, Tom? Because I believe you are a vegetarian. Yeah, it's it was it's it kind of goes out the window when we go or something like that. Just because it's not impossible, but you just end up eating so much worse if you mm. were to not eat. And if you're not doing eat activities. Yeah, you need to eat something. And you'd just be eating bread all day or something if you were just. Or if it if you picked out specifically the restaurants for it that did the kind of vegetarian and vegan stuff, yeah. you'd be able to. But it's just. When all they do is meat and potatoes, and then if you get away the meat, it's just potatoes. You can't, 
You can't really live off just potatoes, yeah. And if they're eating, yeah, all the nice meat and potatoes. But they it's it it's not just meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes done well as well. Yeah. They I don't know. There's something about it that's just it's really nice. It's but in in Latvia there was this there's a soup they served out of it. They hollowed out a big bread roll, filled it with soup, and oh, it was wow. I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was. Mm. That is like good. Do you have pictures of all of them? I do have some pictures, yeah. It's, oh. Can you, can we um, recommend following your private Instagram accounts? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas and Five, there's definitely, yeah, I've definitely put some pictures of the soup on all my story, story highlights. Definitely, and mine's at Marcus JD King, I've got, I've got a few on there as well. Um, so among, among other great posts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just a little teaser for you. Yeah, yeah. it's something to look forward to, guys. Um, so yeah, we've had the pig beetroot soup, and basically you're giving me lots of meat and potatoes. So they're using the resources they've got there, I'm guessing. Yeah, less yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that soup in a soup in a bread roll. Seriously, bread there must be other stuff. We had in Latvia as well. There's an old market there, and we had some interesting. Oh uh, gosh, yeah. street food, I'm guessing. You could call it that. It was kind of. It was no one really spoke a word of English there. We were very mm. much out of depth. It was kind of just typing stuff into Google Translate and then almost just holding the phones oh, people yeah. because we, our pronunciation was. Yeah. It's quite a difficult language, Latvian. Yeah, absolutely. And um, in the same market, we were served um, some of this. It's like a sweet treat, but it really doesn't taste very nice. It's yeah. got such a bizarre uh, consistency. It's served in like logs almost. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's quite dense, and it almost dries out your whole mouth. Yeah, I don't know what to compare it to. It yeah. sounds like a savoury rather than a sweet treat. Well, you'd think so, but it, it, is, it is sweet and it's really not very nice. Yeah. yeah. Some of the food there was in, there was kind of big big rum and raisin biscuit thing they did as well, which was... Interesting. Again, it was interesting, have but you, quite nice. Have you tried to recreate any of the dishes that you've had here in the UK? Um, I don't think we have. No. I don't know why we haven't, though. <laughs> we should do. We should do an Eastern European night. Absolutely, yeah. Because I know, Tom, you're a keen baker. And chef, I'm going to say. Uh, less so chef. I, I don't know, I can follow a recipe, but I like to say, yeah, I like to bake. Got some, uh, got some sourdough in there if we, we need a, we need a snack bread. at some point. Bit of banana bread, yeah. Had a lot of bananas left over. There's about 15 bananas in there. It's more banana than bread. But it tastes all right. <laughs> yeah, it tastes really nice. I had some this morning, actually. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. nice breakfast. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about you, Marcus? Do you like baking and cooking? Uh, I try and do as little as possible. Um, yeah, I, 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 just, I just don't really get that much enjoyment from it. Mm. So I just tend to uh, mass cook um, a, a version of a bean broth. So it's just um, just loads of beans mixed in with uh, some, some meat <laughs> served with some rice. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's definitely not the nicest thing, but, it, you know... It, it does the job. Does, yeah, it fills the holes, doesn't um, it? Gonna be honest, that you haven't really sold it to me. No. Have you got a name for this? Uh, Baz's bean broth. Okay. Yeah. Baz's bean it's, broth. It, it's all right. He made it for us. He's made it for us a couple of times. Marcus yeah. is very limited to what he actually can eat. Yeah. Like no, it, it, well, <laughs> it's really not fussy. It's just my 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 whole digestive system. It's it it doesn't doesn't really work too well. Because actually, when we were in Latvia, oh god, um, yeah. I had this um, these th- these cauliflower. Um, uh, that were coated in like a really rich tomato chilli sauce. They, they were honestly one of the n- nicest things I ate on that whole holiday. But as soon as I swallowed it, I felt it burning down. And then as soon as it gets, gets to my stomach, because I get indigestion really badly, 
um, it, it, it kept like flaring up and it, I could just really it was I've, I've never had pain like it and I've never had pain like it since <laughs> so I had to leave the meal and run bearing in mind you've taken one bite out of the corner oh, flat literally one we bite. sat down we waited quite a while for this food to come yeah. he takes one bite I was like I've got to go I've got to go yeah yeah, so, so I was looking for a pharmacy to get any kind of Gaviscon or, any, or, or the Latvian equivalent. And then um, another... Yeah. But then when, when they were all shut, I thought I have to go to a supermarket and get some baking soda, which is, which is the next thing. You just mix it in with some water, down the hatch. Really? And it, it works really well. It's probably not very good for you, but it works really well. I think this is Marcus's best travel advice. Get some baking soda. Baking soda, yeah. It, it, it really works well. In the end, I found none, but all the way back at our apartment, we had some Gaviscon. Um, so I just hopped on one of the Bolt scooters um, and Bolt zipped... Bolt 15 for... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, hopped on one of those, went all the way home. It took me minutes when it, when it would have taken uh, a lot more minutes yeah. to walk. Yeah. So you've had some horror stories in terms of food then? Yeah, yeah, I really have. But the following morning as well, because he, did, he had to leave the restaurant, he didn't finish oh, his curry. Yeah, yeah. We then took it home for him and he ate a Thai green curry for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, in is. bed, because he didn't have like a, an eating area, so he was in bed eating a Thai green curry at half yeah. six in the morning. Yeah, that's an interesting vibe. I don't yeah. think I could do that. Yeah. that early. But, but recently I've really cut out tomatoes and I, th- I think I'm feeling a bit better. That's such a sad thing to cut out though, because tomatoes are in everything. They're in, they're in everything, everything. Literally, yeah. you name, yeah. Yeah, pizza, it, it's just yeah, everything. I, I can't eat curry. pizza, anything like that. Do you um, like tomatoes a lot as well? Well, yeah, um, I think I think a really nice spaghetti bolognese is lovely, but I just I just can't have it anymore, which is... It, is this self-diagnosed? Really uh, yeah, because I've tried to cut out things before. I went lactose-free for a while, and then th- that was nothing, and then I've cut out um, wheat, um, mm. and... and Again, it's still, uh, yeah, I tried to cut out all sorts, and then, I mean, it's either it's the concentrated squash is really bad for me as well, <laughs> and uh, and and any kind of tomatoes, especially tomato passata. Really, the stuff that they you know put on pizzas. Mm. That, that's that, poison. Yeah, that's poison. Oh, no. uh, yeah, and that and that that lime squash. Any of Marx's enemies listening to this, <laughs> yeah. you want to spike his drink with lime squash and passata. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a broken man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, do you sort of sacrifice your health on these holiday trips? Uh, I really don't don't do it intentionally that often, um, but I, I think I'm all for the cultural experience, and I really try and kind of embrace the the culture as much as we can mm. uh, by eating uh, like a variety of things. But then if if I know there's something that I just it's just really not worth it, and it's it's probably really not good for you as well. Mm. Um, no, it doesn't sound good to have your whole yeah. insides burning. Yeah, yeah. I think our health suffers in other ways <clears throat> on the trips. Just the lack of sleep. Yeah, is. But yeah. it's not from clubbing. It's just from no, just day. from yeah. trying to do everything because you you got such a short amount of time to do everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I reckon we do at least twenty five thousand steps a day. Uh, when we do, we've done way more than that on on some days. Yeah, and then getting <clears throat> less than six hours sleep consistently for a yeah. week. So in some ways you're starving and Fitbit's there, thankful of the amount of steps, but in other ways they're not happy you're sleeping. Yeah, they're they're not happy at all. Have a a day off. Yeah. 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 Sleep as well. Big killer and people don't don't know it. Really undervalued, yeah. How, on average, how many hours do you think you sleep here at Durham? Someone I've not Definitely, definitely I'm not the best sleepers. Yeah. Yeah. Mary's day, after Mary's day, went out. Went back to school in maybe three, woke up at half six, couldn't mm. get back to sleep. So is it just when it's bright you guys are up? 
And it just, no matter what time it seems, no matter what time it goes to bed, yeah. it seems to always wake up around yeah. And I can tell Marcus will be awake as well, I just know he's always... Yeah, yeah. And it really is, it's a blessing and a curse, I think. There are times, like yesterday, I was walking around like a zombie. Mm. It's like time I wake up at the crack of dawn after a really late night, yeah. and it just, yeah, it really kind of wipes you off the day. So you're sort of both allergic to lions? Yeah. Yeah, un- un- unintentionally though. And yeah. it's, and, and when... So I've been doing a lot of research into sleep for my dissertation. Oh, wow. Yeah, for the, although it's not going to be for another year, it has to do a research proposal, and I'm going to do something based around sleep. That's really exciting. And when you know how bad a lack of sleep is for you. Have you got, yeah. have you got a list of all the sort of the side effects? You do some disgusting stats. Yeah, after one night, I think it's one night sleep deprived, so less than four hours sleep, I think it is, there's a 70% reduction in your natural killer cells. Oh, no. After one night, and those natural killer cells are the cells that fight cancer that's produced in your body pretty much every day so but there's other cells that fight the cancer but your biggest tip would be even when traveling try and sleep get... i mean that's yeah try and sleep the sleep sleep over almost anything sleep and sleep eat eat, eat a lot of food because being hangry is <laughs> yeah we always yeah we always try and make sure we always have loads of food yeah that's always food nice. and sleep is often sacrificed but i mean one tip for one tip for all health yeah. Get, try and get at least seven hours sleep every night and you'll feel so much better for it. Perfect. Mm. I like these advice yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd also say definitely have a, a, a big water bottle because I've, I've, I've got a really bulky water bottle that, that has a large capacity uh, and I think that's really important as well because being thirsty, you just don't want to be thirsty. Mm. It just, yeah. You should try and minimise the things that can put you in a bad mood. Yeah. Because... It's easy to get in a bad mood <coughs> when there's when you're tired. There's you're cancellations and things that go to plan. Yeah. Mm. Is this a Nalgene water bottle by any chance, Marcus? Is it a what? Sorry. A Nalgene brand uh, water bottle? No, it's actually one that Tom gave to me. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. It's by. It's actually made by. I think it's some ex Olympic snowboarder actually. Oh wow! Chini, so I can't remember what name yeah. is, but it's yeah. like a very special water bottle. It's I've seen things. So yeah. it's one been... liter. Um, it's a liter and a half. It's huge. Yeah, either a liter and a half. Yeah, yeah. It, it's huge and it's it's me- it's like it's a, a flask, a thermal flask. <laughs> but I just use it as a water bottle. It has a nice metallic taste, but that can only be a good thing. Yeah. So would you say it's worth you know taking up the room in your bag? For this Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I really would because I, I I just love the the volume and you don't have to constantly worry about where you, where your next going to fill it up. You can just have that and just yeah and keep staying hydrated. Yeah, absolutely. Which is important when you're scooting around. It's hard work. It is, yeah. It really does sound like an ad at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next question that I wanted to ask you both was, is there an interesting currency that you've had or one that just stood out for you or has it just mostly been euros you've been dealing with? Um, so when we went to Ukraine last year, the, 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 the local currency there, the Hrivnia, is quite an interesting one. I think back then it was about £1 is 35 Hrivnia. Um, and they're very much a, a cash cash based place because I remember well, but they don't just take Carivnia because when we were walking through the uh, the market there, uh, they were selling all kinds of stuff. Like it was it was it was crazy the amount of stuff they were selling, um, and it it well it, you're almost encouraged to, like to barter with them because they had loads of these um, like old Soviet pin badges and stuff, and I, I really just just wanted to have one. Uh, and we didn't have any Harivni, I think this was our last day. Yeah. So I had a, a US dollar that the taxi man just gave to me. I don't know, don't know why. And then I think I had a few, like, 
like euros, and euros pounds, pay, yeah. for, pay for seeing about four different currencies. Yeah, 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 which is really interesting. But some of the stuff they had, I don't know if it was all legitimate, but they had kind of ex-Nazi officer, oh, like yeah. Leica cameras and... Yeah, they, they, they had proper Nazi passports as well. Yeah, I'm really surprised that these are just what, on a market store? Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. and there's loads of it as well. I'm surprised they're not just, you know, in a museum. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was strange. I don't know... It looked. I mean, it looked authentic. Yeah, I, don't know why they'd I, I think it probably was authentic. But it was bizarre the way they were selling it to us, as if it was like, oh, you, yeah, you, you just just buy this and take it home to your family. This yeah. would be a great thing to have. An ex, yeah, with a, a swastika on this camera. It was. Yeah, it was really yeah. And, and there was loads of it, like the proper, like badges and stuff. Yeah. So you were able to buy with about three different currencies one of these Soviet badges. Yeah. So yeah, I bought a Soviet badge. I didn't realize what it said on it. It's, it just says woman. But it was independently verified as being authentic. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Is this going to stay with you in your wallet for the uh, rest of your travels? It's funny you say that because, yes, it is still in my wallet. Along with, I have all, all the um, receipts from all the foreign countries and all, all of the travel tickets and stuff. And it's quite nice just to have a, have a peruse through and see all these different tickets from yeah. all of my travels, which I really like. Would you two ever sort of make a scrapbook or is there any other way you would document your travels? Um, not against it. I just, yeah. I mean, it's, pictures are quite a good way to take my camera with me. Absolutely. You've got a proper camera, not your iPhone. No, I find it's. I got a camera. I've always, always liked taking pictures, but mm. never really got into it. But I bought one a few. Got one for my twenty first, and now that comes everywhere with us, and it's just takes such good pictures. Yeah. And it's such a good way to look back. You can just look back, and it's it's nice. Get some nice pictures from it. Would recommend. Investing in a good quality camera. A good quality camera, yeah. Because the iPhone, the iPhone takes really good pictures. They're on your phone, but once you start taking them with a camera, you realise it's so much better than it looks on a phone. Mm. The quality is just different. Yeah, but just to capture it, the iPhone does a job, or any other phone. Yeah. Uh, have you been worried about bringing your camera? I'm guessing it's you know worth a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's worth it if you. It's, it's a bit of a risk taking it, but it's a risk taking anything. It's a risk getting your passport stolen or yeah. your wallet nicked. Dom, who we went to Latvia with, claims to have had his wallet stolen. Oh. But I mean, he could have just lost it. Yeah. <laughs> but, so he never felt anyone sort of take it out of his pocket or anything? N- no, we didn't see anyone, but it, it definitely could have happened, I think. Yeah, it was so busy there that it could have happened. And then he only knew that someone had tried to buy some shopping or something for 40 euros or something, and then... So did he have a lot of cash that he lost, or was it mostly just his cards? He lost, he was only a, a, a tenner or something, yeah, but he, exactly. he lost all of his cards. It was lucky that he had his ID and, uh, I think, student card in the back of his phone. Yeah, because yeah. if he yeah. lost his ID, that would have been, been a bit of a pain. Yeah. That's quite good advice, actually, to keep sort of those two important things sort of separate. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have a pair of um, trousers with, with loads of pockets in, and they're also ones that zip off into shorts which are they are perfect for travelling in yeah it's useful when you can only take a rucksack well you can pay for a bag but what I've realised is you don't need to, you can get by with such little clothes yeah, you don't need absolutely. To, you can, one pair of shoes a few t-shirts and some clean like, underwear and socks that's yeah. what you need. I'm guessing a bottle of deodorant or something yeah yeah. You, a, lot, a lot of you can buy out there and so yeah. if you if you go to a lot of these markets, so if you want a cheap T-shirt or something, you could buy one. If you need more clothes, you can always buy them, which is much better than taking loads of stuff. Yeah. Mm. It depends why you're going. If you're going to look around, you don't need to look mm. particularly glamorous when you're doing it. Would you say that this has made you kind of minimalists? Has it instilled this sort of lifestyle in you where you think you, know, you don't need to hoard a load of things? Or do you still 
know, value lots of your objects here. So yeah. university in your rooms. I think it's I think it's definitely you realise you don't need I couldn't tell the last time I bought an item of clothing. You just don't need them. Yeah. They're everyone wears the same stuff anyway. No one cares what you're wearing. Mm. And once you realise that it's obviously it's nice to have some new clothes, but you know, it, that's pretty much exclusiveness of birthdays and Christmas. Seems to be the only time we're getting clothes or secondhand stuff. You walk past a charity shop, see something new. Yeah. Yeah, because we hate fast fashion. We do hate fast fashion. Yeah. So do you sort of live in a sports kit, would you say? Pretty much, yeah. It's not a... I, I hate wearing... I hate, hate wearing jeans, hate wearing a suit. It's, I actually don't think I've ever seen you in a pair of jeans. Oh, I, I, just, I absolutely despise it. I don't know what it is. I... I never want to have to work a job after a suit or something. I think Marcus is different. Marcus, Marcus seems to like wearing a suit, but yeah, yeah. Do you like getting suits and booted for them? Yeah, um, I, I had to wear a suit in in my sixth form, and I, I, I always used to quite like that. So um, I just quite like getting getting um, dressed up because I always wear my my polo shirts as well most of the time. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and, and and any kind of trousers really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have you sort of bought any clothes while you've been out there? That you've seen any memorable things, or um, have you have you not placed much worth on sort of anything like that when you've been out there? Got a uh, in the same market that Marcus got his Soviet memorabilia. I got a, a Russian hat from a, oh. a lovely lady called what's her name? Vera. Vera, who we still roughly keep in contact with now. She's currently she's in Ukraine at the moment. I yeah, think, yeah, which yeah. Is, yeah, she's still in Kiev doing well. Yeah. So, so how did you meet her? <laughs> I think we just got talking to her on yeah. one of the shops because I think she spoke a bit of English, which is quite rare. Um, and um, and then t- yeah, Tom bought a, ni- a nice hat from her. And yeah, then and she had an Instagram that we Instagram. that she made some weird montage of all of us saying <laughs> hello to our English friends. Yeah. Thank you for the Russian hat. And again, I paid her in pounds, euros, and <laughs> some of her revenue we had as well, yeah. which was. <laughs> But she's such a such a lovely lady. Apparently, it's made out of real rabbit. If right. I believe that, but apologies to any rabbits yeah. listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you been WhatsApping her? Well, we 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 when when everything in Ukraine kicked off, Marcus checked in with her and made sure she was okay. Yeah, and she's yeah. doing fine. Yes, yeah, she's doing all right because she's a, she's a, a um, big fan of Mary's rounders. Because uh, I think on her montage she kept screenshotting our stories and yeah, stuff. That was strange. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, but um, I was I kept typing it into Google Translate, all, all in Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but she's doing okay. She's she's staying put. Um, That's good to know because I don't know it's a big worry still. Mm, um, absolutely, yeah. Because because when we went to Kiev, uh, and I'm not just saying this now, but it is probably the, my favorite city that I've I've ever visited. Because I remember when well, I said at the time you're going, I want to have my stags here. Yeah, I want to come back here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so nice. I think the people are really friendly, and I just, I just, I just loved all of the architecture and all the history there. Because Kiev is like a thousand years old, and it's a real mix of the the, the most beautiful old um, cathedrals and churches mixed with some really tall um, like Soviet architecture, really wide streets, and everything felt really grand there and always, mm. and kept in really good shape. Um, it's such a it's such a shame that I don't know I don't know how I don't know what the state of it is now in actual Kiev like the central bit but mm. I mean, you'd hate this. any sort of important architecture to be destroyed. Well, it's though. just such a such a waste of mm. just everything that people have built and what they've worked towards mm. to it just be knocked down yeah. for the sake of for what. Yeah, 
and um, um, the the main cathedral, uh, we were really lucky. We managed to go in on, on Sunday morning yeah. and, and, and went to a, a proper service. And going to an Eastern Orthodox service is like unlike anything that I think we had ever experienced mm. before. Um, yeah, that must have been a really special moment. Yeah, I mean, I was just walk in as well. They just, yeah. I mean, a lot of these places, if you just walk in with, not that we weren't supposed to be there, but most of it, you just walk in with confidence. Yeah. No one says anything. And just be respectful. Yeah, we're, stand, we're, stand, we're standing there with our huge bags. Yeah. Church is <laughs> just, you know, yeah. So I bet, you know, I bet they appreciated that you were getting involved. You're not going, it's not a party holiday that so you're going on. You want to see what's going on. You want to, yeah. you know, get involved in all the aspects of the countries that you're in. Absolutely. I think, I think it's just so important to be really respectful when you're out there. Because uh, I think that there's nothing more cringe than sometimes Brits abroad mm. when they they go and throw in plastic chairs and just Benidorm. yeah yeah jump yeah. off balconies <clears throat> yeah mm. but um, I think we were mainly inspired to to go on quite a few of these holidays because there's a YouTuber that, that Tom and I like to watch called Bald and Bankrupts I've not heard of him um, yeah would, he, would recommend would really much recommend he does loads of it's almost it's almost a vlogger goes to um, former Soviet countries because he speaks um, fluent Russian he goes there and like really immerses himself in in the culture like he'll have a day trip into like a rural part of Ukraine that probably no foreigner has been to in hundreds of years and he'll just be be there chatting to people um, and uh, so when we were in Estonia actually we followed <laughs> one of his exact videos really? yeah so we were in Tallinn and then we hired a car and then Tom drove us all the way across Estonia. Very safely. Yeah. Yeah. And he went on the wrong side of the road a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing being on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then straight onto, the, onto some tram tracks yeah. as well. But it was the wrong way around the roundabout, which was particularly scary. Yeah. And then Mark was screaming at me, Tom, you're on the wrong side of the road. There was another car coming towards me. Yeah. 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 But the hire guy was, was lovely. He turned yeah. up in, turned, zoomed into the part, into this like place in a brand new Porsche or something that was yeah. all like chromed yeah. out and that's what you drew yeah and then we no no oh god no, no. I was going to say <laughs> no no we didn't get that and then we get, had to give him a there's a 600 euro deposit yeah on my card that I thought right I'm never getting this back no, yeah. <laughs> it did eventually come back like two months later but how long have you been driving for Tom um literally as soon as I turned 17 and then work at home doing delivery driving so it was I don't know. I drive quite a lot, but even still, that was mm. it's weird being on the wrong side of the country mm. you've never been to before. Yeah, absolutely. And Estonia is so so like barren as well. Well, yeah. Well, yeah it, well, at least the bit we were at was yeah on the um, Trans Estonia road. Yeah, but Marcia, so we so we followed. We got a car. Yes. Yeah, and then we went went to Narva, which is right on the on the. Um, uh, r- right on the Russian border, and it's full of uh, ethnic Russians there. So I was I was practicing a bit of my Russian out with some of the locals, because um, I think we went into some shopping centre to ask for the toilets in Estonian, and then and then they just looked at us blankly like mm. we, we we don't know what you mean. So we had to do it in Russian, even though it's in Estonia. Um, but yeah, in Narva we had a look around um, the like a really old Danish castle right, uh, which is um, in in Estonia. And then from there, you can see just across the river, maybe 50 metres away, a yeah. huge Russian fortress with the Ivan, Ivan Gorod. Ivan Gorod, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's only things that you think you can only see on sort of Google images. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's, it was so not touristy at all, though. It's just not. If we hadn't mm. have watched, wouldn't have seen those videos, you wouldn't have known about it. And it was strange being there. And this was after Russia had 
invaded Ukraine. Mm. So it was just yeah. straight. But there was no, you wouldn't have known. You would not have known. Absolutely. You were not worried about travelling at that time. I think people were more worried for us. People going, oh, yeah. don't go near Russia, stay away from there. But it was completely fine. It was fine. It was, what about your parents? Were they worried? Um, my parents weren't at all. They just said, just, just go and have fun. Because I, I think they kind of knew that. Uh, well, it's because uh, I think going to places like Estonia, that's part of NATO and the EU, I think yeah. they knew it'd be fine. Yeah, my grandma was a little worried, but she was like, oh, sure, she'd be going. I was like, sure, it'd be fine. Then I'm not going to. Yeah, I think the chance of you, anything bad actually happening, you're more likely to get hurt here doing something. Yeah, okay. definitely. They were more. She, she was a little concerned about when we went to uh, when we went to Ukraine and went to Chernobyl. That was uh, yeah. caused <laughs> a little bit of concern, but that as, as well. I mean, I don't know what it's like there now, but... Would you say that was quite a life-changing experience, going to Chernobyl? Absolutely. It was so surreal. It, it was... Yeah, yeah. And not not difficult to get to at all, really. It was what we paid a tour. It was... Yeah, I think... Uh, 50 pounds? 50 Yeah, 50, 50 or 60. And that included transport there with a really nice tour guide. Yeah. Um, Olga. Olga, yeah. yeah. And she kept calling us her dear friends yeah. as well. Oh. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the Chernobyl tour was probably... the the most, well, like, in the most life changing situation. Um, Can you even describe? Uh, it, 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 like, plenty uh, of pictures on Earth. Yeah, yeah, around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so many pictures there. But um, the whole atmosphere around it is very much informative rather than morbid, even though loads of people died. I think the official figure from the Soviet Union was about 50 odd. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's de- definitely in the thousands, probably tens of thousands. Um, but it's very informative. Um, and and um, just telling you all about um, what happened and almost about what it was like in the Soviet Union because um, Pripyat, which is the town right next to the actual reactor site, um, it, it's obviously really overgrown and stuff, but it's still just like how it was in the Soviet Union because you've still got the, the hammer and sickle everywhere, which in the rest of Ukraine and the, um, the, the post-Soviet states that we went to, they've all been taken down. Um, and that's really my favourite part of it to really see what it was like mm. back in the uh, Soviet Union. It was it was not how I imagined. I imagined it just kind of we being the only ones there, but it was actually quite it was quite commercialised. There were kind of not gift shops in there, but on the outside it could be like oh a, a t shirt saying I've been to Chernobyl or something. It was strange. Yeah. It was really yeah. strange. Yeah, they gave us these guiding encounters, which when they got really high, they simply just turned down, just like don't listen to it, which yeah. was a bit, yeah, a bit disconcerting. Yeah. But they also gave us some radiation counters to put around our necks, but uh, when we opened it up, it was just an empty box, oh. and then we had to go through a radiation scanning machine, which I think was just for yeah, show. yeah, I think it was just for show, but just part of the tourist experience. Mm. Do you think that sort of takes away from the place? You know, they've got these t-shirts that you know commercialising it, or do you think? It's sort of reassuring for people travelling there. Um, pro- probably both, I'd say. Because yeah. mm. even though you read all this stuff about the actual radiation <coughs> levels and how you get four times as much radiation on the flight over there mm. than you do from visiting, you still are worried. Cause, yeah, um, it's a bit like, we shouldn't be here, otherwise yeah. everyone would be here. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, and the, um, the Geiger counters, um, when you were standing on some tarmac, then they were, they were still a lot higher than a normal place, but they were still okay. And then as soon as you step off onto the um, onto like the, the soil, they go through the roof. So the red forest. The red forest, yeah, 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 which is which is really bizarre because Olga was there showing us what it used to look like with her guide counter. Then when she stepped backwards, it started like, screaming at yeah. us. And I was thinking, yeah, this is actually quite a dangerous place. Yeah, but 
definitely worth it to see. So you mm. would recommend other people to travel there? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it's it's such a good experience, and uh, it might not it might not be there for yeah how much longer to be like that. Yeah, but um, then on the way back we stopped at this huge Cold War era missile detection thing that that is that, that was huge. Dagar raid, I think it might be called something like that. Dagar maybe. Yeah, or something like that because. Um, it doesn't appear on any of the Soviet maps because it was like a secret military thing, but um, we could go there and it's it's about five or six kilometers away from the, the actual reactor, um, and it was about probably about one hundred and fifty meters long and like fifty meters high, mm. and it's it, it's huge. You stand underneath it, you see this huge, like kind of wall of I don't even know what it looks like. It's just like a massive fence, but it was just yeah, yeah strange yeah. Again, that's on Mary's Mary's underscore rounders if you want to see that. You know, I think I definitely want to look at some more pictures of this because, you know, it's never actually been on my travel bucket list before, but from what you've told me... Yeah. Mm. A lot of that, again, inspired by a lot of the videos that... Mm. Well, not to, not to be a fanboy, but you go to so many of the places that you just don't see advertised anywhere. Mm. And it's not particularly expensive to come with that much of the return flights to Ukraine, they weren't. Oh, really cheap, yeah. right? I think maybe even 30 or 40. Return flight, which return when you flight. think of that, it's the price of, mm. I don't know, it's uh, like half a tank of fuel. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, mm. I don't know, an expensive takeaway and a drink or something. Yeah. And you yeah. can fly to... Yeah, and we stayed in Airbnbs that were like, I think 27 quid a night and there were four yeah, of us and there. it's such a nice Airbnb. So we're split, so between, nice. split between a lot. If you go with more people... Yeah. It, it makes Airbnbs I mean you can send hostels but Airbnbs between a lot of people are cheap they're easy to stay in you can wash your clothes you can cook if you mm. want to save money and, mm. yeah so would you guys say that you prefer group travelling over solo travelling uh, probably because there's always someone to share the experience with and to you know yeah, yeah. yeah just enjoy it, enjoy it with but I've never really tried solo travelling but I think it's something I would like to do at yeah some point. it could be I've gone to a few places by myself when, I mean, only, only in the UK. I went to Snowden by myself, if you count that. But Definitely, I, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice by yourself for a bit. And then it's a bit like, oh, I would quite like someone to speak to here. It gets, like, hang on. But it is nice. It's it's nice to be, go enjoy your own company. If you can't enjoy your own company, then... Yeah, you're not going to yeah. be happy. Yeah. So in Snowdonia, did you camp or did you just walk up? Uh, walked up and then was going to camp and then... Realised, hang on, I could just drive home here. It was not actually that far from my house, and then just drove home. Oh, so but you, it was you're near Wales then. So I was near Wales, staying with staying with Millie for a couple of days in North Wales, which is really nice. Again, go to North Wales. Yeah. Um, can't remember what the reservoir's called, where or the the Brennig where she worked was. Just the whole of North Wales was really beautiful. If you've never been, yeah, go. It was amazing. I'd say our nearest place that we can go from Durham is maybe the Lake District or the Peak District. Yeah, the Lakes, it's... I just don't know how to get to the Lakes from here, which yeah. is... Again, the Lakes, amazing. Go to the Lakes. Or the North Pennines. Yeah, even that, even Northumberland. There's so many places in Northumberland that are overlooked and there's no one there. there are a lot. Me and Marcus work on quite a lot of events and there's one of them in Northumberland and that was just... Some of the scenery there was absolutely yeah, amazing. Absolutely. And it's so close, and no one seems to know about it as well. Yeah. The lot of that coast as well, Annick, Almouth, um, Craster. Craster's really nice, and there's a really nice walk to a castle there, Dunstanborough Castle. So many castles along that coast. Banborough Castle as well. Banborough Castle as well. Just really that whole, that whole northeast coast is so under, 
Undertraveled. Also, if you're on the way up there, Morwick, yeah. Morwick Dairy Ice Cream. Yes. Is it really nice? Definitely yeah. worth a visit. Yeah. Probably the best ice cream you'll ever have. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Again, they should be, should be paying us for this episode. But just you can make such a good, for anyone in Durham, you can make such a good day of just going up there. If you've got a car. Because I think most people think of going sort of south to like York yeah. and city sort of, you know, Leeds, I don't know, yeah. but... Because you guys would recommend sort of going north then. Definitely go up. Mm. Go up and keep going because it just gets nicer. Mm. And then you're in Scotland and then yeah. Scotland's amazing as well. So. So Edinburgh's only an hour and a half on the train. Exactly, mm. yeah. So one of my final questions is, well, I know you're going to Jordan, but where else is next on your bucket list to travel? Good question. Yeah, well, uh, as Tom said earlier, I'm definitely going to visit him uh, in New Zealand. So um, the good thing about my placement is that I'll be earning enough money to save up to go and, and travel some more. So hopefully September next year, I'll go out and spend a long time with Tom and see my family in Australia as well. Um, so uh, how do you get from New Zealand to Australia? Uh, I, th- I, think, I, th- I just think there's loads of flights, but yeah, to go to where Tom is, I think it's at least three or four flights to Dunedin. Yeah, it takes a long time. A flight and then a really long drive, or so a few internal mm. flights, because it's not the biggest, it's not the biggest, I don't know if it's a city, I think it might be a city, it's not big. It's like Durham. It's like a student, mm-hmm. student place, but it's really nice there. There's a lot of, a lot of things you can't see here. Penguins, oh, wow. big sea lions. Um, see, when I think of New Zealand, I just think of sheep. But really, yeah. it's it's so much more than sheep. <laughs> <laughs> it's God. It's yeah. I know that would probably be on my. Obviously, that is my next place I am going to, and I can't think of anywhere else I'd rather mm. go than there. So what do you, um, do you have any plans for what you're going to be doing when you're there? I mean, obviously you're studying as well, but... Yeah, studying, even, I even today I was speaking to the year abroad guy, he was saying, don't worry about the studying, that's the least of your worries. You <laughs> were saying, just fine, so many things to do. There's, so much, there's skiing, there's a lot of hiking, I do quite a lot of running, so there's quite a few ultras, maybe I want to enter while I'm there, which would be... Because oh. you've done a marathon in Venice, haven't you? That was, yeah, amazing. And I might, I'm looking to do another one in December, there's Valencia's in December... Wow. Which is it's about 100 euros to enter, so quite expensive, but would be really cool. Mm. And it's a good way to see the city. Definitely. Yeah. I've heard really good things about Valencia and Las Fias Festival. I'm not sure what yeah. time of year that is, but that's also really incredible. Mm-hmm. I have to tie that in with a, with a visit. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for speaking to me today, guys. Um, for the rest of the day, you've got some sport planned, haven't you? Big day of sport. Yeah, yeah big day. It's, it's varsity today, so... Uh, we're playing Trevs and everything, and uh, Tom and I are quite heavily involved in running quite a few of the Mary sports. Yeah, um, kind of fell upon us. Rounders yeah. and lacrosse today, isn't it? Yeah, back to back. So um, we've beaten Trevs once before, so <laughs> I'm sure we'll beat them again. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Yeah. Another final plug to follow Mary's Rounders to find updates for what happened today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Jordan updates will be on, will be yeah. on Mary's Rounders. Yeah. Um, and any other places we then end up going. Mm. Yeah, I want to see a lot of Birmingham where Marcus is doing his placement. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bright lights of Birmingham. <laughs> Marcus is local. Yeah, my local. Yeah. Mm. Right, I'll be keen to see all the things in New Zealand as well. Yeah, keep keep you updated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much. Um, for everyone listening, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope this has inspired you to maybe travel a bit more out of your comfort zone. And take a big water bottle, would you? Absolutely. Take a big water bottle, a small bag, and it's not as expensive as you might think. Yeah. yeah. Also, don't buy extra baggage on with Ryan. <laughs> really? Just walk it's on a scam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and walk on with confidence, and then we'll stop you. Yeah. Um, 
Hopefully Ryan Ed don't listen to this. <laughs> stop me from now on. You're on some kind of blacklist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you guys so much. I promise no ads were actually made. Thanks, Leah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> See you soon. Bye.